0: Welcome to Mike's podcast, Criterion Deep Dives. I am the co-guest, special fill-in guest for Mike. We are going to be talking about a great movie, one of my favorite movies. And today with me, we have Tori and Allie. I'm like pointing to you, but you can't actually see. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> <pointing>. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to dive into a really great movie. Have you guys seen this movie before we watched it?
1: So okay. I yeah. had not, which is surprising because after watching, this is like a very on-brand movie for me. Perfect film.
2: Yeah. So
1: I'm really upset with mm-hmm.
2: myself, but I'm no longer upset with myself because I have seen it. You lived through it. Um, Chelsea, the surprise that I have for you is that the first time I watched this movie, Francis Hall, I um, I don't know if we said what we're watching yet. We sorry. didn't. But like, for, my, for everybody but, who, everybody who doesn't
0: know, we watching
2: Francis Hall.
0: <laughs> no it's fine it's fine, it's fine.
2: okay it's fine. I watched it like after marriage story came out because I was like uh like I I really liked that movie and I wanted to see more like Noah Baumbach movies mm-hmm. and so I was watching it and I posted on my Instagram story the scene where Adam Driver like pops out and early he, he's like leaving and he says like Nessa doesn't come from sex she can only come from 69 and I thought that was like so funny and I loved him and then you messaged me and you were like yum <laughs> 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 and I went back and like screenshotted the conversation because like, that's when we were like, we like became good friends. Like we messaged each other all the time. But oh my God. It's start from, the then, start of
0: the friendship was literally Francis Hott. Did I tell you, Oh, you need to watch Francis.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well I post it. I have it. It's like, there's Adam driver.
0: Oh my God.
2: And then you were like, yum. And I was like, Wait, I you can't. have to leave the yum really big. <laughs> <laughs> so <anyone>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, Adam I can't Driver. stop. And then you were like, Francis Ha is such a good movie. And then you said that you were rewatching Girls. And then, um, we which were, is also very important to us. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh yeah, I love Girls. And like, we were talking, we were like very horny for Adam Drive. We were just like talking about how hot he is. And, um, then we like went back to talking about Francis Ha. And I was like, yeah, like, I, like, I think this is better than Marriage Story. And you were like, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. So it all comes full circle. That was in- it does 2019. Wow. Oh
0: wow. That is crazy. So have you seen any, so now that we revealed we watched Francis Ha and, you know, we're big fans, big fans of the movie. So that's why we're talking about it today. Have you seen any other Noah Baumbach movies prior to this? Or like, obviously you said Marriage Story, but any other ones that he, like, I think like there's Squid and the Whale, there's like Greenberg, which is how him and Greta Gerwig met each other, which we will we'll dive into that relationship in a bit.
2: Yeah, I watched Greenberg and Squid in the Whale. Yeah, I liked Greenberg
0: better. I think I've but seen both of them, but I don't really remember. I feel like Squid in the Whale is, is good. Just Jesse Eisenberg really bothers me.
2: That's was Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not bad, but I like feel some type of way about him, and I don't know what it is. But it, it was kind of like um, Marriage Story, light. Like it was like really similar. Right. But I just watched it. I watched like all of them, probably in the same night or like close to two nights
0: yeah I feel like I watched a lot of those movies around the same time but I I feel like I was in high school I was just like oh these like cool indie movies I'll watch them and like I had no idea that they were all like by the by the same director but I was looking I was watching a bunch of trailers for other movies that he directed last night and I can't remember the one it's like miss oh my gosh it's miss like something mistress or un. I forget what it's called. It's oh, with Greta I Gerwig. I know we're
2: talking about as well, Mistress America. Yes, yeah. Mistress America. Thank you. Um,
0: I was watching the trailer for that yesterday because I was looking at the other Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach movies, and I was also going in a wormhole of their relationship and how they got together because that's I love I love a good movie, but I also love a good side story of yeah, like how, how this movie came. Exactly. So that one looked really funny. Um, she was very hilarious it reminded me similar character of like Frances ha and her humor as an actress and as a director and writer but it was definitely definitely one that i want to check out next
1: i'm going to the imdb right now because i honestly was not super familiar with him like before watching this and i'm realizing that i've seen a lot more movies that he's written rather than ones that he has directed Such as, um, so he he wrote Life Aquatic. He wrote The Life Aquatic, and he wrote I didn't know that he wrote Fantastic Mr. Fox, also. And then he also wrote Madagascar Three, in case you were wondering. Shoot, I do love
0: Madagascar. Not Matt, he did not
1: write Madagascar One nor Two, but But three, three really slaps, (laughs) and not and not really, um he wasn't involved with the penguins and you know how they separate the spin off oh, of not involved I, not involved in case you're wondering
0: yeah that must have been a low point for him like he must have been like short on money or something or a high,
1: or a he, wrote, he wrote it right before francis ha so like who's to say that's not where true. got funding true. you know some funding
0: true for francis ha. true i don't know so francis ha do you feel like you're more of a Francis or a Sophie after watching their relationship unfold?
2: Francis. Does that make me Sophie? No. Okay. We're not there yet. Okay. We're both Francis's. We're both Francis's. So
1: undateable. That, we are. We I, actually are both absolutely undateable, and it is now in our lexicon of lingo <laughs> um, that we use with each other because we do not speak. We, we do not speak proper English with each other.
0: Love that, love that. I love, I love the relationship. Well, yeah, we can get to more of like the relationship when she like moves in with the boys. But I love the movie relationship, how they play all this romantic music over like Sophie and Francis just doing like the most mundane tasks or like eating in a park or just it's like this beautiful relationship that they're trying to unfold. And that it's all black and white, yeah, to showcase their friendship. I just think it's really, it's really sweet how they, they really just like ham that part up i, th- I think
1: well and i think it's really rare that you see female friendships like romanticized in that same way yeah because i don't always think that men understand like the importance of female friendships to each other and like the the bond that women can have with each other like it's just i think it's different and um it's usually not shown in that kind of light like you know we'll get like a buddy movie every once in a while, but you don't get that kind of, like, romantic kind of, like,
2: right, and listening. it's, you know, and I, mean. I think it's really, like, hard to capture, because, like, part of the magic of the movie is, like, you're, especially at the beginning, and maybe in the beginning, I would definitely, I think, um, like, I take it back only because I'm not a Sophie in the sense that, like, she was, like, at that age, like, um, ready to settle and kind of, like, go off in a relationship. Um, but like in the beginning, like she has more of like a boring job and then like Francis is the artist. So like in that way, like, like in the beginning we are like that. And like, we have our own lingo and we spend like full days of like kind of doing nothing, but at the same time, we literally
1: just spent a whole day together on
2: Saturday doing nothing. And like men don't know what Greta said this in an interview, I think on the criterion channel, like men don't know what women do alone when they're with each other one-on-one. And that's why in movies, like, it's, like, always – it's maybe, like, weird or, like, they maybe try to make it, like, oh, now they're in love because they're, like, sharing a bed. And it's, like, absolutely not. Like, that, that's not – that's not really real. It's actually right. better than yeah. that. Like, it's actually a just-as-important intimate relationship that you can't explain. And, like, only a woman would know that. So mm-hmm. um, I think that Noah and Greta – I mean, from what they've said, like they both wrote this. Um and there are just parts that I'm like, this has to be Greta. Like it had to be Greta. Yeah. S- mm-hmm. Explaining or like writing this portion when, when she and Sophie are alone and like they're being kind of weird, or she's like, tell me the story of us. And it's like kind of cheesy and cringy, and you don't really like it. But then you're like, yeah, I have I have friends I do that we, we text each other, like, I have a friend who like literally wrote like one time in the middle of the night, she like wrote me and my friends like a premonition of like what we're going to be when we grow up and it's just like it is cheesy and cringy but you love that and or it's even like, like touring right.
1: with each other try to guess all the time like how we became friends I mean like anyway like, oh yeah we met in college and like we were in sorority and blah 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 blah, blah. but like we literally cannot pinpoint at what point we became like obsessed with
0: each other we don't know yeah, and it's like there's all these like little things that add up that just like create. Yeah, like that's how even when they're talking to each other for the the viewers and the listeners who aren't familiar, Sophie and and Francis, they sort of it's really surrounding this like girl relationship. They live together. They are with each other all the time, and they're in New York City. <laughs> they're in New York City, and it does a lot of montages of that as well, but long story short um that's kind of how it it sets up this movie is really around their friendship and how close they are you see a lot of glimpses into what has created their friendship and they talk about how they met in college and how that's like they always say like oh sophie's the version of me with brown hair or like francis is basically me but you mostly are seeing it from francis's side or francis's point of view and her love of Sophie. And I feel like it is requited in the beginning. Like you definitely see like their interaction, how they love and care for each other. But throughout the movie, I think it it becomes unclear if one of them, Sophie's trying to drift away from this friendship. She's trying to move on from being so close. But I think like toward the end of the movie, it's very clear, like even if you drift apart or you're not always together, like you still have this like deep rooted love and affection for this person that's just never going to go away. Um, even if on surface level like things change, it's still very deep in who they are as, as a couple for lack of a better way to put it.
2: Right. Yeah, like a key part of the movie that kind of ties the kind of like the middle to the end together is when Frances is at a dinner party and she's like, all I want, and she's like drunk and it's kind of like uncomfortable. Like we were like cringing when she it's goes the so monologue. Yeah, and she's like, all I want in a relationship is to just look across the room and this person, like, and, and we see each other, and it and it's not really like romantic or like cheesy it's just like we knew we we just know like we see each other yeah they're my
0: it's like they're my person like yeah
2: they're my person they have memories together that no one else knows and like they'll never be able to explain and um, then at the end of course like she has that moment with Sophie and like I definitely teared up because I think that's just like part of growing up like you can't in the future like we will never be able to explain like what we did, how we spent a whole day together, just walking around, like walking around Brooklyn. I don't know how many miles we (laughs) walked, (laughs) like, but we will always know. So like when you have friends like that, like it's so important, like that's such a huge part of your life. Um, But yeah, Mike wants to mention New York city. It's a great place to be young and have friends. And it's like the whole city is a playground. (laughs) Yeah. Do you
0: feel like it I feel like this, not to sound super like movie film person, but I feel like the city played a character in the in the, oh. in the movie. What do you guys think about that? Do you feel like it? Um, I don't know. Else? I don't know. I don't know if I like, I mean, I feel
1: like it kind of does like in any film or, or TV show where like it's set in New York. I think especially people who don't live here, it almo- I feel like it plays more of a character for people who don't live here. But for me, at least me watching it after living here for a few years now, it almost like it, it's it feels like more of a setting to me. And like obviously mm. your setting will like affect your characters no matter what. But I don't know if that necessarily like personifies the place.
0: I feel like it helped set the stage. I don't know for if a- it, yeah, like I don't know if it could have been set in any anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, like, Francis is a dancer. She's trying to make it as, like, a contemporary dancer. Like, right, kind of makes sense in the setting of New York. It also, I think, just... Like, there's no other place that, like, you meet two dudes and they're like, yeah, move in with us. Yeah, it's just a lot of, like, the extraneous stuff that happens, I feel like, just fits the... It fits New York and kind of the spontaneity of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. the most important... Um, like song i guess it, in the soundtrack which is a really good soundtrack cuz i was listening to it when i was walking over it is like when she's listening to modern love and she's running and kind of that's like,
0: my favorite part yeah, yeah. she's
2: like running she's down the street basically plank like she's so happy and she's just like being kind of weird and um you definitely feel like that like just like walking around the city i mean like i'm newer to it but i've always loved like i've visited like yeah. thousands of times like i, I had friends
1: who like thought Tori lived here before she
2: moved here because she would be like on my Instagram stories. I love to walk and I love to just like listen to music and walk around. And sometimes on certain days you just feel like so happy and you're like, my dreams are going to come true today. So she was like on her way to dance practice and she was probably like, I'm going to nail it today. Yeah, this is the city I mean, where dreams come true. <laughs> my my commuting
1: playlist of choice right now is named "Main Character Energy," and it's literally those songs that remind you that yes, you are the main character commuting <laughs> to work.
0: <laughs> Everyone's looking, but the th- I think the thing that's interesting about New York that people say at least is that like, yeah, Francis could do those things, but like no one's really looking at her. Like no one really gives a fuck. Like it's just no. kind of yeah, no, yeah, your you thing.
2: can, you can. Prancer size. You can walk around in a rat suit. You can walk around na- like basically naked. You can. One of my I favorite <laughs> activities is
1: crying on the subway. You can cry on the subway. No one. No one cares if you're crying on the subway. Like no one. The, actually we were, we were on our way home from a dinner on yeah, the subway a few, a few weeks ago. And there was a man full sob, full sob Sobbing loud. And this is the first time I ever saw
2: someone ask someone else if they were okay. Like I haven't... specifically, he was like, Do you want a hug? And the guy was like, Yeah. And That does not okay, let's see
1: Like, how can I phrase this for a podcast? But okay, let's say I was hammered on the subway <laughs> coming home. And this is like my first summer after moving here after college. Yeah, it was actually pride. It was the day of, of pride, and I was very drunk coming home. And I am full snottning. On the sub, like a mess on the subway, and not, not a word. No one spoke. Not a soul cared. Not a soul. <laughs> like I was probably more horrifying than this guy, but not a soul. That like. 2 or 3 a.m. on the subway on the way home
2: oh my god yeah, yeah. I had a mental breakdown <laughs> on the subway no, when I was you- interning because my coffee mug spilled on my dress oh no <laughs> and like everything so it was like a gray dress I thought I looked cute and then it like got all over my butt because I was like my toe was behind me um and everything just like came out at once and I I was unwell and um no one bothered or like get it to fucking it. My only, my only yeah. no, smile <laughs> you do that in Chicago
1: like do you think you can
0: do that on the L in Chicago probably like could you could you cry or would people I mean I'm sure Midwestern. you could it's kind of interesting because I feel like I I, I feel like if they I don't know I don't know because I have a friend who I remember she felt like she was going to pass out um on her way up to the to the 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 platform and she like had to sit down on the ground in like literally just like the station and like I remember her saying like people were just like literally like stepping over me like no one asked me anything like no one gave a shit like it's like yeah it's probably very similar like people just mind their own business like if there's someone like creepy or saying like or bothering people no one really people just typically ignore the person so I feel like it's similar but I haven't had a situation of seeing someone like have a full-on meltdown basically we'll start we'll start here Francis and Sophie it's this love story between them as friends and it's a great exciting story of their friendship and how they became friends and them living together and Francis kind of goes under this assumption that her and Sophie are just going to continue living together they have this great relationship but yeah she, she doesn't,
1: le- doesn't move in her with her boyfriend yeah like, uses Sophie as an excuse I mean like she obviously doesn't like him but she's like oh no like Sophie and I like are definitely resigning let leaves. her dress let her dress. Sorry.
0: no no, no, you're you're good you're good and yeah exactly so it's like they decide not to move in together and then turns out Sophie wants to move to this other apartment with this other friend that's more expensive in this area she wants to live in it's not really like a hostel falling out because they know that they'll still be close and they'll still be friends but it's definitely like this uncomfortable thing
2: where Francis is like fuck I gotta find somewhere to live I think yeah just to like interject um it does matter that it's in New York City because Sophie wants to go to Tribeca. And we actually don't know where they're living to begin with, but it may be Somewhere it's, in
1: it's in Brooklyn because she, in said, Brooklyn, cause she it's says she she can't away. move out of Brooklyn, but there's we don't a, know yeah. where
2: there's a connotation and it goes along with like Sophie, I think throughout the movie is like trying to be like <laughs> she she's kind of like faking it till you make it. She wants to be like more adult, adult. and she's trying to be like, yeah, she's growing out of of things. And sometimes people grow out of Brooklyn and they think that moving to Tribeca, which is, like, you know, a it's, really nice kind it's of It's one of the area. most
0: expensive neighborhoods in Europe. Yeah. Isn't it, like, where a lot of celebrities live? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So the fact that – that's why she was kind it's of justifying expensive. it. She was, like, well, so-and-so it is, you know, that that does matter. That I don't think that happens, like, elsewhere where it's, like, it is so, imp- like – Important what neighborhood you in. She justified live it in. really well that she was, like, oh, I had I have someone who's willing to share the rent and, like, it's a really good deal. I can't pass it up. That's how she – Says it to Francis. Yeah, he probably knows Francis is going to take it hard. Francis can't afford it. Like you can't afford it on a on a dancer budget or like even like a normal budget. Yeah, like yeah. Until you are, you know, further of, on in your a career. lot of
1: families live there. Like it's yeah. usually like older people families. Like it, it would be kind of weird to move there as a young person. So I think that's but, interesting that that Sophie's um like dream neighborhood as like a but person. she's
2: starting to date patch even though at that point she's pretending like he's oh he's just another guy yeah but, which we find out later she is like i think she was like trying to show patch like oh i'm ready for marriage like like it's time to settle ready down. to settle but, down, but she was yeah. resigning herself to like yeah marriage family like by moving it was symbolic basically yeah. like that move and um just so yeah the viewers and listeners know like that it was important like where she was going if she was like I'm going to Bushwick then, It'd It'd
0: like, that,
2: then it would be like that then... it would just be like well
0: you're actually just trying to end your friendship you're not
2: actually yeah, yeah yeah it would maybe just mean like I'm I just want to move away from you yeah <laughs> like, exactly it was like it it really is like symbolic and later she says to Francis, like oh we're competitive and Francis doesn't respond but she doesn't say like yeah we are competitive so i was like kind of thinking about later i was like i think sophie thought of it their friendship as competitive but francis did not yeah but sophie was like oh i have to live in a better neighborhood i have to get married first and like like have the better boyfriend yeah francis is just chilling like she's not on that road francis
0: just wants to keep like francis is very in the now and then when things around her start to change she's like is still trying to hold on to this now and
1: i think you see that like in her her later like job choices and kind of like the way she hops around yeah um especially when she when she goes to um back to her school you know where she's like not instead of growing up she's kind of like regressing
0: yeah so so that to move along in the storyline for everyone basically francis francis and um sophie they you know, go their separate ways, living situations. They're still friends, but you don't see as much of them together. And Francis actually moves in with these two guys, Lev and Benji, who are played by two amazing people, which we'll get into in a little bit, but kind of within that storyline, she ends up hopping around to a few different places, um, basically trying to find a place to live for like these temporary situations. And a part of that, she ends up actually going to her alma mater to, um, Be a counselor slash RA. It's like an RA, but then she's like, it's very strange. I it like feels like it's a summer program as well. It's like a camp, but it's like college. It's very strange. It's very strange. But she, what we were trying to get to before with like the emotional aspects of things and like people acting up on the subway and no one really caring is Francis being an RA at the school. There's this girl crying, and she just kind of like stands there like she doesn't know what to do immediately when this is happening and I think that that kind of goes back to it being symbolic of like this kind of like New York attitude if you will
2: yeah I think that at that time like But that is so Francis, like, that is so the character, like, even though she was technically a New Yorker, I mean, we can only presume how long she's worked there if she or lived in New York City, like, she graduated college and then moved there right away, like several years. So she wasn't jaded enough to just, like, ignore this person, or maybe it was maybe because she was out of that setting that she felt like compelled to. Yeah, she like felt uh, more like herself to get again in less like New York City ish. But I also just thought that, that that really just like fit the character. Like she wasn't jaded and wasn't just like oh another person. She has a big heart, and she also was kind of desperate for a friend. Like how she tried to make that dancer friend replace Sophie,
0: mm-hmm.
2: even before uh, going to the college. Yeah, she has like a dancer friend who she has to like crash with for a little bit, and she's Meryl like... Meryl Streep's daughter. Actually, it's, it's yes, mean, that's right. It is Meryl, Meryl Streep's daughter. daughter. And she, like, is trying to force her to do, like, some of the weird things that she and Sophie did, like, fight. Like, play, fight.
0: That part just killed me. Like, they're just, like, walk. She's, like, walking with her suitcase. They're walking in the park, like, just being, like, oh, yeah, like, thanks for letting me move in. Like, thanks so much. And the girl's, like, it's fine. Like, stop saying thank you so much. And then she's, like, do you want to play fight? (laughs) And she, like, beats this girl. But she's, like, stop. (laughs) She's, like, no. And she's, like, no, 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 trust me. It's, like, really fun. Like Yeah, exactly. So you just, like, dude like you come in she's like I'm good like I don't want to do that really? She's like dude. no I'll
2: just do it I'll I'll do it anyway. I'm gonna hit you in the face like yeah there are things that she did with Sophie that she can't do with anyone else and it's like France you just want to like shake her and be like you're done with Sophie Sophie is only like you only had that once yeah. You can do other things with new people. Like you can have other bonds and like, maybe this dancer friend has another like weird quirky thing that you do together, but not fighting. <laughs> so it's also just something so different. It's so straight. It's such like a
0: strange thing in general, but I think that's yeah. like so indicative of like, yeah, like these inside jokes, these friendships that you make that you can't explain and they're not, you. they're not replicable. You, you just yeah. like, have to just make new friendships and new connections it's not meant to replace that but it's just a part of you know your relationship with this other person but yeah that part is that part is hilarious and I feel like throughout like Frances's journey of kind of cycling from her breakup she calls it like her breakup with Sophie at one point and everyone's like you broke up and she's like oh well not really haha like she's like it's it's fine we're still friends but I feel like she just kind of like starts spiraling into like this, like getting weirder and more like awkward and not really knowing her place because she just has no one that really understands her and the quirkiness that she has that Sophie did or Sophie was able to. Yeah. She she. almost
1: used Sophie as like a way to define like.
2: Who she was. Like her place in
1: the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And she didn't have to try like, like Sophie was. Yeah. a crutch for like even meeting other people like when they went to go meet the yeah boy. like Sophie was there first.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like when they met um Lev and Benji, like Sophie was the reason that
2: she met That's them.
0: What? She's also the reason that she like kind of like left her she like sort of broke up with her boyfriend and just left because she's like, I'd rather go to this party with Sophie and these random people I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked out in the end because she needed she needed a new place to live and Lev and Benji
2: took her in and let her live with them. Love that breakup scene. I like how she definitely like uh, acted like they weren't dating. And even though so it's like at the beginning of the movie, it's like yeah. in one of the first scenes. So you don't know how long they've been dating, but this guy asks her to move in. So presumably enough time.
1: Like, probably at least six months to a year. In New York? In New York. Serious. Yeah. That's
2: serious. If you're like, we're going to share rent, it's yeah. going to hard to they're move They're talking up. about
0: getting a cat together. Yeah, yeah. 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 A hairless
2: cat. cat. Two cats, not two even cats. one, two cats. Just, Just two for cats. her allergies. And he invites her to move in. And then she's like, oh, she was kind of like, we're doing this. Like, I felt like she was like really caught off guard. And um, that's also like really her character to not be like ready for the next step in anything he's like, oh, this isn't working, because she's kind of like, no, I, ha- I have to, because I-, I have to live with Sophie, and he's like, this isn't working, and she's like, yep, you're right, well, I have to go to this party, um, have a nice life, and then she's like, guess we'll never see each other again, and he's like, wait, why? Yeah, like, he didn't even get, he would <laughs> be, like, he didn't,
1: even, he didn't even understand that they were breaking up. <laughs> she's like,
2: oh, well, I thought we just broke up. He's you like, broke you up with me. You just <laughs> said this <laughs> wasn't working, and he was like, well, it's not, but... <laughs> like it's a genius way to break up with someone who <laughs> doesn't want to you're like you said you said we're breaking up well I thought
1: he was breaking up with her too like I don't know I did was I did too I was like, I don't it's not what planet he was
2: not
0: not breaking up with her
2: yeah I don't know either I feel like
0: he was just like trying to have a conversation about it. and then he's and she's just like oh I guess we're breaking up because she's like oh okay well you want me to move in I don't want to move in really or like I'm she was making up excuses to not move in she didn't really want to like cut him loose but she just wanted to like kind of keep once again like keep everything very status quo as to what they Mm -hmm. are but then when he said that and she's like assumed they were breaking up she's kind of like okay well bye she kind of just lets things happen to her and she's like yeah like not necessarily necessarily always okay with it, it. it but it just like it's like all right well Sophie's just always her backup plan she has Sophie so she's like okay well yeah it doesn't
2: matter you're right she like literally just like flies through life and just like things are happening she's like okay like she's like the Pete Davidson like SNL character who's like okay like yeah exactly she's like oh we're breaking up okay I'm gonna go to a party and then she like there and she like meets Adam Driver well
0: so like yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's his name in real I forget Michael Michael something I literally refer to him as Joel Maisel at all times they have a lot of fun it seems like it seems like a really great like three threesome threesome relationship without a threesome without a threesome yeah it starts kind of seeming like it's going to be romantic between her and adam driver but it becomes really platonic and adam driver's apparently this like player playboy bringing girls over all the time and um yeah
2: she goes he, he asked for her number and she goes on she only like needs- go on a date together. I totally forgot about that part. It's yeah, so hilarious because she gets a tax return and she wants to like go out to dinner, but Sophie is busy or moved out. And so she hits him up because he was interested and then she wants to pay. And, um, like what Mike was saying, like the financial burden is like, she didn't have cash on her. So she had to sprint down the street to an ATM and, um, the other day, I literally had to do that. She had to
1: do that. Um, and then the ATM was, this is really funny. So Tori actually might be offed by the Polish mafia at some point, but she did pay her debt. So maybe I paid not. It. She paid her $4 debt to the
2: mafia. I had to pay so. for something to get notarized. And it was like $4. And I was like, oh, do you take Venmo? <laughs> part. I was like can we do this and the girl's like no you have to pay in cash and so Allie waited there while I'm I'm literally the waiting street. there with this
1: like Polish girl who's like doesn't believe in the COVID vaccine
2: yeah they're chatting about she was an anti-vaxxer <laughs> like anti-COVID person and I had to spend down the street but in the context of the movie that is so embarrassing and then And she has to like contemplate if she's going to pay like the $3 fee. She's like,
1: "Mm." I know. I think that those like
2: little like
0: things throughout the movie where she just like, you see, you can just interpret her whole mood about or in reaction to this thing without her having to say or do anything. And it's like $3 fee. And she's just like looking at it and like, (laughs) just like, okay, I'll pay it. I think the most interesting
1: thing about her moving in with the guys is it kind of shows like the, the differences in attitudes with money with people yeah. in New York and especially like like I like I got my parents are like f- like fairly normally middle class well off like we never really were struggling for anything but we're not in a place where they could ever you know give me money to support me living here like I, I had two jobs until I didn't have to have two jobs anymore um and so with her and you know Francis is kind of the same way like she doesn't have a lot of money like she's scrapes by and like he you know so sometimes she works like a random odd job or whatever um but she moves in with these two guys who um you know they're artists and writers you know and Joel Maisel's trying to write a screenplay and then he's trying to write a skit for SNL and you know he's doing all this stuff and it kind of shows like I I definitely have friends in the city whose parents like supplement them in that way um and it's a really interesting dynamic to kind of like experience and then like have it play out and i i it's i don't know i'm trying to and like it's very sceney they get very social climy and like it's not yeah. in an overt way it's kind of like when adam driver you know they're trying to talking they're talking about art and he's trying to get her you know like I can hook you up with a dealer we can buy some art and she's just confused by that but like that's like a very new york way of being like i have money and like, I do. like it's like a social yeah. status thing, but it's not in like as such an overt way. I think and in some other cities, yeah. She's like, like, they'll talk about like their investment portfolio, or they'll talk about their art that they're
2: investing in, or like like things like that. Yeah, she's like, I want to be able to pay for my meals. She's like, I need to right. eat this week. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's, she's, like, like wait, I need... she's like,
0: wait, you
1: guys told me this room was nine hundred dollars. Now, yeah, it's exactly.
0: Yeah, and they're like, no, it's twelve hundred. She's like, well, I only have nine fifty. And they were like, oh yeah, yeah, we. Then they were like backing, like Joel Mazel was backing her up,
2: like, oh yeah, yeah it's Joel cool. was because he
0: likes her. He's in love with her, even though he keeps they keep saying they say to each other the whole time that they're undateable, but he's totally in love with her. I'm it's with her. Adorable. So He's like, no,
2: it's okay. He probably fronted that difference. Yeah. He probably just, like, paid for her because yeah. he was not worried about money. He was literally chilling, writing.
0: Also, and- I love the part where he's, like, she was, like, talking about being poor and, like, like really poor, and he's like, you're not really poor. That's insensitive yeah. to poor people. But, yeah, she, that's true. But even though, like, she, yeah, probably, she probably has, like, like like
1: another very new york thing yeah because i would do that i would say that all the time when i had i say that now as we're sitting in my like very nice apartment in a trendy neighborhood which like she lives in a very cool apartment in a fairly trendy neighborhood when she lives with them and it's true like no you're not actually like you're not poor poor
2: (laughs) he just he's like yeah, he can't comprehend that she has no money. Like, he thinks yeah. she's exaggerating, but she is probably serious. Like, she's, like, no, really, like... She really she, has no money. Bank accounts. She just is, life. like, l- has
0: some social luck to be able to live yeah. in the way that she does. But, like, realistically, she probably, with the lack of money she has, like, but should they went be living to with Vassar. her
1: parents. <laughs> like, she went to Vassar. So it's kind of hard to say, like, what her monetary status would be if she really 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 had zero zero dollars yeah
0: i think I the thing that that's, that's interesting about that, this i mean just a,
1: to... she could get scholarships and stuff too but yeah. like, vassar's a very expensive school so like
2: yeah but even yeah. if her parents agreed to pay for college doesn't mean they're paying for i know it, i,
1: mean, I it know no, mean i understand <laughs> no i know i understand because that's like in the same place that i was when i moved here however if i had like really needed something or i was like really like about to be destitute i had a safety net still right and
0: i think that her character does too It reminds me a lot of hannah and girls exactly um, That's very similar yeah. it's like they're still very close to the parents but like the parents live far away and like you never see Frances like going to her parents asking for money or needing money it's actually there's a whole you know there's that whole montage scene where she goes home for the holidays and it's it's actually, those are her, those are her real parents. I don't know if you knew that, like in the, yeah, in the yeah. film, they're her real parents
2: <laughs> from this widely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: It's her whole hometown hometown sequence. But I think it's nice because it doesn't focus like on like this element of like, you need to move home or like, you don't have, it, it's very like nice. It kind of just goes through the like, very like standard montage of like what it's like being home for, the holidays with your parents and like the activities you do and kind of like the like excitement and then decline of like okay now it's kind of like the holidays are over like mundane stuff and heading back and it's nice to see everyone but back to my normal life and I like that because it's not so focused on like she can't live this life in New York but she's just like very stubborn in the fact that she doesn't want to change anything about her situation in New York
2: yeah exactly I think it goes to show like that what you said at the beginning like New York City is a character in a sense that like she she could have had that she probably could have stayed with her parents while she like thought about what she wanted to do or like had a job or even like rented a place in Sacramento for much less money or taught dance but she wasn't willing to sacrifice and like for a lot of people in our generation like before COVID it also kind of reminded me of like covid times a lot of people fleeing and just being they go home for the first time and like really thinking about it and because it because recently it was such a dire situation now when people people went home you know like within the last year they're like oh this is comfortable this is okay this is fine this is right a lot of like like it was the first time people are like thinking about that way but otherwise you're always drawn back like even though she went home that's like a beautiful montage where she's like everything's great she clearly she has yeah she meets up with her friends yeah she has friends there she has her family is so nice she's biking around it looks comfortable but she's not ready for like settling in for things yet like Sophie was like settling for a man and like Francis was like no I I'm in New York I have a dream and Mm -hmm. she was she had to go back she couldn't just
0: I think it's just also like not wanting to to fail necessarily but I think that in a lot of ways Frances is in the way of herself like being successful like she she could have had we can get into this more but she could have had a day like more of steady income from like working that office desk job and like been able to like teach dance and like perform if she wanted to but she was like no I really want to be in a comp a dance company like she could and she was very stubborn at that but she could have had like these things that she could have money to have an apartment to live with people like she could have had these things but she was sort of stopping herself because she wanted she already had these things basically handed her actually she like didn't yeah. she was yeah. like in the way of herself not having them um which I and think is kind of
1: why I liked Joel Mazel's comments of like you're not poor poor
0: yeah like have you already had
1: all of these opportunities and options and things that she could be doing like she wasn't like, she I just wasn't, I
0: that's offensive to real poor people yeah because she just wasn't she's like I'm not saying that she wanted something more that wasn't attainable but it's like hey like you are in a dire situation you actually do have options you can right, exactly you, know, you can live a happy happy life but kind of getting back to like um Greta Gerwig and her hometown in this movie is Sacramento she flies home to Sacramento her real parents are part of it I think it's interesting how much uh like this is similar to Lady Bird which we talked about a little bit and just it being autobiographical of inserting her own personality and her own experience into the story which I never really knew uh, when I first watched the movie but then after seeing Lady Bird I was like oh yeah she. It's from Sacramento she had a similar experience of like wanting to get away and moving to New York and I think that that is represented in the character of Frances as well yeah it's almost like the prequel yeah yeah or the po, or like yeah, yeah because
2: after... in Ladybird, she's in high school and then goes to college that's what I'm
0: saying so like Ladybird's like the prequel oh Lady Bird so, yeah Ladybird is the prequel yeah. to Frances yeah. is what I was saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no totally it's kind of like it's, it's just, I think it's nice to see how much of herself, mm-hmm. like, is a part of the story and what she does. I mean, she only, I think the only other movie she's directed is, and I, she, I think she's co-written with Noah on other things. And uh, some of the other. She had
2: a lot. She, would, she acted a lot. And then. And then she like co-wrote and acted in this one, and then but she's the only other I one. That her first
0: solo project. Yeah. yeah,
2: Little Women and and
0: Lady Bird are her only solo. And
2: projects. she was doing like smaller things apparently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My mom always says like never forget where you came from because I was Lady Bird. Like I was like I was probably worse. Like I was, I mean not like I was Lady Bird, but like similarly, I was like a bratty teen who thought I was better than the suburb that I lived in for no apparent reason. Like I was nobody still am nobody like I, I always wanted to go away until like when I did my mom always said like don't forget where you came from and now like I have such a good feeling about my hometown like when I go home like I don't think about it in the same way that I did when I was literally stuck like I was literally being provided for and have everything handed to me at that time but Greta said in an interview that um like she never she she actually didn't think the way that Lady Bird thought about like being uh, like mean about her hometown. Like she wanted to get out, but she still loves um Sacramento and tries to like use it in her movies a lot. Yeah. A good place. And she said like everyone in her family was artistic, even though they didn't do it as their job. So she knows that there are like still important people there who don't get credit for things. Like artists who do it as a hobby and not not as a role. Um, which is like really like suburban people yeah, you tend to think like you have to have like a steady job and then you do art as a hobby
1: I think that's and really common in a lot of places because Erie is yeah. kind of the same way like some of the most talented like actors that I know are people that worked at the I mean Erie has a really large community theater that runs like a professional one but it's like it's kind of like kind of like a, like a back center kind of deal but some of the most talented people I know like they're like insurance adjusters by day and then they go to rehearsal and they do all that stuff at night and you would have no idea right right I think yeah it's really interesting like the the creatives who don't get the credit you know that you would that they think they
0: would yeah yeah. and I agree I think she I think like in general like she's everything she does in Sacramento I feel like it's like an like a love story of Sacramento like she always tries to show it off in it in a good way. And I agree with you, like her care the character of Lady Bird was very like anti Sacramento, but everything throughout the movie showed Sacramento to be such a nice place, like a, a beautiful place. And like, I think it's relatable in the sense of like, oh, uh, you're a teen in the suburbs and you just want to get out and like experience culture, I think is yeah. like <laughs> Lady Bird says
2: but But in the end, in the end, she goes to church, like, in the end, yeah, it's like, there's always
0: something, like, tying you back to where you came
2: from, yeah, she was sort of, like, sacrilegious, didn't take her Catholic schooling seriously, and then she has a night out, and she goes in, like, hungover, as saying, it was kind of, like, she's, like, going home, and then she calls her mom, too, so it's kind of, like, in the end, when you leave, sometimes you do realize how good a place is, sometimes you have to leave to be, like, Okay, that place was not bad. It's not for me, but it's well not and bad. like
1: Frances, who's you know, completely terrified of her life changing, when she finally lets those changes happen to her towards the end of the movie, and then you see how happy she is. Not to we haven't gotten mm-hmm. that far in the plot yet. You're talking about Frances Hall. But I think it kind of parallels that in the same way. It's like kind of like realizing like, yes, like your hometown is actually
2: home, and like yes, yeah. change is like good and it's good to grow. It's a coming of age. It's like lady, lady Bird is like more of a traditional coming of age because it was like high school to college. Like that's like the, the basics. Yeah. And then Francis Hall is like another one that happens. Like It's
1: like the millennial. It's like our,
2: yeah. our coming
1: of age because I feel like a lot. I you think- have
2: more in your 20s. You kind of have like a lot of coming of ages.
1: Yeah. But I think a lot of like previous generations, they might not come into that as much as even my parents got married right when my mom graduated high school so there was no wow there was no coming of age for them they popped out me and my brother like they were like okay we're adults now and we have a house and we have kids
0: like yeah there's now this like generational gap of like what do you do which is great but it's kind of like this like when do you settle down like are you supposed to settle down like what do we do and I think there's something also to be said with like the privilege of like Sophie's in a situation where she's kind of like trying, I don't want to say this in a negative way, but she's sort of like latching onto like Patch, her boyfriend is kind of like this like next step up, but also like a next step social climbing thing. And like these guys that she lives with also have the privilege of like having money so they can kind of just do what they want. Like they don't have to settle down where Sophie maybe has more pressure to like want to settle down if she wants certain things in her life or like yeah. what's the status. And then Francis is kind of in the middle, like, I don't really know what I want. At all. <laughs> and, and I think that that's like very true for like people in their. I think she's 27 in the movie, like mid upper twenties. Yeah. Like she's
1: 25. She like tells the girl, she, she tells the girl. It's the no, summer she's thing she's
0: she tells the girl, okay. Well, she tells the girl when she's an yeah. that and she's 25. Oh, well she, I think she's lying. Cause she says 20, she says 27 at some Did other She
1: says 27 at some, I might have missed it. I laughed her under that 25.
0: <laughs> She's like around that age, so. yeah, yeah.
2: But it's a similar age, but definitely like by twenty-seven, like you're feeling, like um, even like someone I know is turning twenty-seven. They're they're like they're like wow, that feels so much older for some reason. Yeah. I mean as a
1: twenty-six-year-old, as a current twenty-six-year-old, I do think that twenty-seven sounds a lot older. It does. It
2: it
0: does. You go twenty-eight and through- twenty-eight feels even older.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but like you go through it, and and I. I don't know I was like interested to ask you guys like do you think that Sophie was settling for Patch because she kind of complains about about him at the beginning and like we noted like Francis Francis has to go take an RA job at college which is kind of like regressing She, she her dream is not being realized and she's too stubborn to not take a desk job so she's like no I'm better than a desk job I'm a dancer so then she ends up back at college and it's like symbolic of like she's too she's 27 but she's acting like she she's doing a job that she should have done when she was 18 through 22 22, 22. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then Sophie shows up at college too which I thought was interesting like she thought oh she yeah was like kind of like, at
1: the donor event
2: yeah and so Sophie wanted to go to college and but then she's there and she has been with his boyfriend and like moved to Tokyo with him to kind of be like oh, I'm like a mature woman But then she's there and she's wasted and she's acting. It reminded me of like someone like a little kid who's pretending to be an adult. Like she was like telling a Senator, like we live in Tokyo, like kind of exaggeratingly, like, like something that people who are not mature do to act mature. Right. Yeah. Like she's like, like, Oh, here's my boyfriend. He's really rich and we moved to Tokyo and the Senator's like, okay, whatever. I'm trying to like hit on this waiter.
0: Yeah. She like, it's, it's also else? funny because it's like, kind of, like, yeah, it's like this role versus like, oh, Francis, you're working at this college. And Francis was like pouring wine at this donor event at the college yeah. and like, oh, you're like a lesser person. But then meanwhile, you have Sophie who's like at this donor event, presumably a donor, presumably yeah, she goes, like yeah like, my, she's like I my boyfriend
1: donate money
0: yeah like, acting like a total idiot like wasted it's like almost like I feel like she's not self-actualized of like what like the things that she has like what she actually wants out of life she's like oh I have all these like dumb things they don't actually mean anything and now I live in Japan <laughs> and-
2: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like she wanted to show she just she she only wanted to show off. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that she was like just settling for him? Because that's all, that was like on her bucket list kind of thing. Like she was like, oh, this guy's whatever, but he has all the things. I wanted to be able to go. So show- I'm worried about Sophie.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't she settled. Know. Do, we, do we think she settled? Because like she went through like a whole thing where she's like, I don't really like him that much. Blah, 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 blah. He's kind of like a boring, khaki dude but he's nothing but nice to everyone. He like, he puts up with Francis, a huge blowout. He put, puts up with a huge, huge blowout. I just remembered that part. Puts up with a huge (laughs) Sophie blowout. He literally tells Francis like, no, I like you oh yeah we're like, yeah so he's else. like francis hates you and so <laughs> he's and like, Francis, no, I like francis you. is like no i like you and he's like i like you too francis he's just, he just like okay. nothing but a kind man i know i he's wrote so he awful, awful a romantic, dream boy we know nothing about
2: patch we <laughs> love patchy yeah,
1: like he didn't really like to be fair like he was never a fully fleshed out character so i don't know if we can I or, like fairly say whether
0: Sophie. was. I agree. Or not. I agree. I feel like we're our point of view of everything is obviously through Francis's eyes, and like I feel like maybe Sophie didn't like as close as they were. Maybe didn't say actually everything she felt about patches. Like she's kind of like I don't know. Like he's okay. Like she knows that he's like maybe not this like cool artist type. Cool guy. Yeah, he's that not, like. like she- that like they would normally go for, like that they have these like fantasies about, like as like together. Yeah,
1: it's not like sweeping you off your feet. He's, but like,
0: he's like, he's a, like, a, you know, he's. I don't even know what he does. He's just like something. Oh, guy who would, be.
1: yeah, something financy. He's think
0: just he a that. finance bro, but he's a nice finance bro from everything that we see as an audience. <laughs> so you know, and yeah. as
1: someone who has dated many different tropes in New York City from the bushwick artsy dude to like the guy with money who pretends he likes art to like a khaki kind of dude i don't they all suck so it's like you, you know
2: have, yeah if that's what you're No matter for, what it could be worse.
1: no matter what you could be settling I regardless i think it's, it's less about like, catch. he seems really yeah. nice like he doesn't suck that much
0: so you know I feel like her mental breakdown was less about him and more about just like her, her having to like move to Tokyo. And like, I think it also, it's like the, her relationship with Francis. Cause she never really got to tell Francis. She never got to really see Francis before she left because no, yeah. Yeah. she has
2: a blog and in <laughs> 2012, that was a thing. you Yes. That up. was like, a very big like girl and Instagram, like Carolyn Caroline Calloway was getting her start in 2012. Like yeah. that, was, we love Caroline Calloway. We don't know how the, you get, how well versed you are in that. The internet was beginning, and um, so at this time, people were starting to figure out that you could make your life look totally dope, even when you were going through a lot of things. So apparently, she was making this blog because she wasn't working, and she was making her life look incredible and so awesome. And it, like at the time, that was that was new. Right, She was like making everything look really cool because she goes. Her like, blog
0: is like her travel life in Tokyo. Yeah. Oh now, yes.
2: I'm, now I'm engaged. And so Francis like kind of calls her out. She's like, because um when when Sophie's wasted and she's like, oh she's sta- and she, and she and she's stays like, in she stays in Francis's dorm room with her. Yeah, because she doesn't want to leave. She doesn't. She wants to be like a college girl like Francis. And she's like, she's like, oh I'm I'm so sad there. And Francis is like, but your blog looks happy. And right. That's so relatable because. There's so many times like you see someone finally in real life and they're like, "I'm really struggling," and you're like, "Hmm, your well, Instagram looks good though." Yeah, like, right. I had a perfectly curated online presence. I don't. That's really shocking. But now it's kind of not like now it's like, "Oh, that makes sense" because everything looked too perfect because it happened so often.
0: And, so they, like, and to the really point of them being that competitive point. too, I think like in her head she's like, "Oh, I need to put on this like perfect face like ev- yeah. every." all the time and I think that you mentioned it before like Francis didn't really see them having a competitive relationship but I think Sophie kind of had in her mind like oh I need to like be this way or like look this way and 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 like Francis just never like needed that from Sophie and yeah and I don't know if it's so much competitive to get as like necessarily them being competitive of each other being competitive of just like society in New York and like feeling like that's what she has to do to get ahead and be be interesting
2: yeah definitely like all other women like probably (laughs) like any any, and especially when she moved to Tribeca she probably had to impress a, a lot of other people who were doing way more interesting things but But you're definitely right. Like she was writing the blog to like show off to Francis and Francis was like reading it because she was going to be happy that Mm. Sophie was safe and like having a time. And Francis was just like, oh, Sophie's happy. Good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like she's like, "Mm, sounds good. Yeah. That tracks. She's like, I'm sad. She's like, I'm sad, but I'm happy. You know, it's like, I'm sad that you're gone, but I'm happy that you're doing well.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's what Francis was all she cared about. Yeah.
0: She ends up at this dinner and we talked about the conversation she has about just in general, like fi- having your person in the room with you and having this very like vulnerable conversation with the person she barely knows. And it's very Actually, awkward. One of viewer. my favorite
1: quotes comes from this dinner where she's like, she's, you know, she's talking shit about Sophie to these people who like have no idea who this girl is. Like none of them really know <laughs> Sophie, like maybe her dancer friend does, but this is like her dancer friend's like sister or like cousin or something, and like her parents, like as not, like they do not know this girl. And um, Francisco's, I don't know, even know why I'm shit
0: talking Sophie. She's the best person I know. What was it? She was just kind of like talking about how like
2: she's not well read. Yeah, it's like she- mm-hmm. oh yeah, she's like, to- she just doesn't read. Oh yeah, yeah. People did know her, and they were like, yeah, they were like she. She she's really smart and she was like, yeah, she's smart, but she doesn't read books. I read books like a baby. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, you yeah, right. oh, do know
1: her. I don't remember how they know her. Now
2: no. like through other people, but they're like, yeah, she's really intelligent. And she was like, yeah, but I'm smarter. <laughs> <laughs> you, she's yeah. just
0: like yeah, like what? Well, I like think it is kind of competitive. Is competitive about Sophie. Yeah, is that? I
2: never. Story? That's true. Yeah, but maybe they are competitive all the time, and that's the only time you kind of like get a glimpse of it.
0: Yeah. Do you guys think it's realistic just how extremely they fall out of touch? Like, they don't even text, or she doesn't tell her about Japan. It was
2: 2012, so like phone. I mean, phones existed, but like not as. I mean, I had an iPhone in 2012. I didn't. <laughs> I
1: I got my first one. I went from a black. I mean, there was like year of high school to my first iPhone. I think I went for the BlackBerry to the iPhone that year as well. Um, yeah, that was your that was supposed to be your BlackBerry to iPhone transition year Tori. Sorry, you missed out.
2: I was in Paris, like Francis, but for a long time. Well, anyway, so it I was do, different. It was
0: different. We don't have TikTok, Snapchat. Like, yeah. So it I, was I do relate to this
1: though. And I do think it is realistic. So I had this, this girl who I was best friends with, like my literal entire child, childhood, we met in first grade, we didn't go to the same school, but we would literally hang out all the time. Best, like through college, like every time we came home from college, we would all hang out. And when we graduated college, like she and I like, do not like, I could text her right now and she would answer. We could, I could be like, hi, how are you? And she would answer. Um, but like, we don't talk at all. I literally had to find out via Instagram that she was now a lesbian and had a girlfriend. (laughs) Like, like that kind of stuff, like does happen and it's not hostile. We never had anything hostile happen. It was just kind of like you grow apart. But like, if I saw her right now and she'd be here, we would act the same like we did in high school.
0: Yeah. I have a, I have a friend like that too, who I'm like, was best. Still, would consider her a best friend, but she's
1: not,
0: she's not any, she, she's always kind of been a little bit of like, um, like not always, like she would lose her phone a lot. She would kind of like have a different number, like different. She was always like very, like, she's a very in the moment friend. And so like, when we weren't in high school anymore we were, and seeing each other, you know, on a regular basis and living in the same place, we just really fell out of touch. But like, when we connect, it's like, oh, like, it's like nothing ever stopped, but she's not on social media. She's not like, a super texter either so it's like yeah yeah, like it doesn't mean necessarily something bad happened it's just like we're not we were in communication all the time because we saw each other all the time but because we don't see each other all the time we're not talking every day so it's just I think it's sometimes your surroundings just change how your relationship is and how you keep up with that person yeah and
1: how you prioritize the people around you
0: and I think it's easier now like even even five years ago like I I mean, we did have more ways to communicate, but I think, like, a big thing was, like, Snapchat. I feel like it just was, like, oh, like, you could really stay in touch with people and, like, Instagram, too. It's, like, you could Snapchat DM or, like... That's, like an. Interesting... I'm not anymore, but, like, back in, like... But, I yeah, no, like back early, in the day, for sure. like, It's, like, oh, like, I've, you could see what everyone's doing all the time. Like, they just post their stories, and it's, like... And, and yeah. like, in 2012, it was the blog was, like, kind of the thing. Yeah, or, like, Tumblr. Yeah, like a Tumblr. Tumblr. <laughs> I was heavy in and, Tumblr
1: at the time. And maybe
0: Sophie knows that Frances needs to grow up on her own and the friend breakup is an act of love. Like she's I don't like, know if Sophie's that aware. Yeah, I kind of think Sophie's just acting for herself. I feel like Sophie... Um, I, I don't know if Sophie wanted to go to Japan necessarily, but
2: I think she was kind of trying to just like be like, it's an experience. When I was watching it this time... Um, I like realize that I, I interpreted this as like how, um, relationships change when someone, I mean, Francis is an extreme example of someone who's too immature. like, I don't want to say immature for her age. Cause I think in your twenties, it's okay for everyone to mature at different times, but in your twenties, some people will be ready to like go get married and live with a partner and, and have th- their own life. And some people won't like Francis and, um, and like female friendships, like we were talking about at the beginning, do change when someone is in love and they get married. Like, and it's not really a falling out because even at the end of the movie, it shows like they do have a a relationship to an extent. They're not like mad at each other. They're not um, fighting per se. They're not like, it's not the end of their friendship but it did change like it it changed. And when you, when, when one person has someone else in their life, it changed. And I've had so many times because I'm like too old to be (laughs) single and doing whatever I want. It's not true. It's what I, it's what makes me happy, but I have had friends who like, literally we've similarly like shared beds, uh, you know, like Like we share beds, we like eat Mexican food in the same bed. We're watching girls on a laptop (laughs) and like, they're telling me everything. And then, and then they fall in love and then we still talk a lot, but it's different when I have to see them because sometimes like the husband is there and who, who I didn't know all this time. Right. Right like, like you partners. you feel like
0: you almost know that person better than that person yeah it's,
2: like, it's a stranger it's like you look at them and and they're there and like you haven't still have inside jokes but you can't go like full force <laughs> with them and they're they seem different <laughs> because they're you looking just dog it. <laughs> yeah and, and you know you can't be like as weird as possible and, and you just you're meeting a new person and like And that's how it is. They don't know you as well. They don't know like your inside jokes and then you can't do them. And so then you are not hanging out as much because they're in love. And that's, that's okay. Like that's going to happen in, in every friendship, but like you, you love them and you're friends with them in a different way. Like how marriage story is a story about how people get a divorce, but they still love each other. And they have like a different relationship after marriage, like Mm -hmm. it changes, but they still love each other. But it's like weird. I think the movie is about like a friendship, that they still love each other but it changed when when sophie decided to get married and we don't know if she's in love or not i hope that she loves this person i still i'm questionable but she's married to a stranger and francis can't be weird and they can't do their weird things yeah because the guy Well, at least
0: that's how they presume it like pap seems to be like what like fine about their relationship like he seems (laughs) like pretty like whatever yeah but it's yeah, like a, he seems it's a social chill.
2: it's a social
0: I know. It's body. still like a third yeah. person in the yeah. Relationship. Yeah and it's I a stranger mean,
1: and like it's like
2: a stranger yeah. to your relationship. It's a in Sophie X. Yeah. I mean sadly like I've had friends who hang out with me like without their husbands and they're like, oh I feel like I'm a real self now. Like now that I'm with you yeah and it's like that's weird well you, uh, yeah i'm like well you live with your so you're your fake self when you go home but this like,
1: also could play to the fact that tori and i are undateable because we cannot fathom being our unreal self. we don't
2: change
0: we don't this is it <laughs> but people just don't know how to take it they're like i'm overwhelmed <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: That's why I don't think that's the home. bad thing. That's why do not don't, on the pod guys. He can't no. take it. That's not true. I don't think you guys are like. I think you're fine. Like, who who wouldn't want to hang out with you? Oh, like, thanks, Aw, thanks Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. No, but serious. But seriously, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like there's so much out there about like, oh, you need to be like this or like that but just like you know I think a lot of people do take that
1: to heart and they do act differently in within their relationship I and mean, like you're going to act differently right no matter what no matter who you're at like I obviously act like an entirely different person around my parents than I do around Tori yeah I mean yeah I think even within my friend groups, like that. like who you're with like does affect like your behavior
2: yeah when you have like a bff like Francis and Sophie you don't act like there's that. no filter you can't re- you can't replace them they're That's irreplaceable true. they're undateable and irreplaceable like the dancer chick who she tried to punch in the face <laughs> can't be sophie you can't fill that void and so it's oh just done and so yeah she would have to adjust her behavior you, you change Frances has to change she has she becomes herself and and yeah i think i think maybe sophie didn't do this on purpose but because of that friend breakup Frances did have to become she found her own place like she she be she changes her dream she doesn't give up on being a dancer but she decides oh I can change this I don't and then she be becomes stubborn. like
1: wildly more successful when she accepts
0: that change for herself yeah yeah and happier seemingly
2: yeah, yeah. but if Sophie yeah. was still there maybe maybe not maybe she would have just come out so, and yeah. settling
0: yeah
2: that's hmm. true maybe Do that you, real settling
0: One thing that I like, um, in the story, it's like, it's pretty sad and like lonely, but also like during that dinner party, they mentioned that someone there, I don't know who they were, how they were related to the dancer friend, but I think it's like her sister. I think it's her older sister, like in her husband or something. Yeah. Well, they have... They have like a house in Paris and they say like, oh, if you're ever in Paris, like come stay. And so at the very end, she's like, like, no, I don't know. I'll never never be (laughs) here. Then at the very end, like at the (laughs) dinner party, she's leaving. She's like, actually, they are going to go to Paris this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, oh, do you want to stay? She's like, yeah, that'd be great. They're out the door. (laughs) Like literally it's insane. And she, she leaves. And part of my, my favorite thing is she runs into, um, who is it, Live, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the Joel May- Joel May Benji. Joel Benji. Yeah, Benji Benji. Sorry, you should
1: call him by his real character, yeah, Joel Joel Joel
0: Mazel. Yeah. Benji, Joel Ben, ben- Benji Benji, Benji him on the street with like a girl, a new, a new girl. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing is she, she's like, Oh, yeah, I'm going to to Paris I I got a new I got a new credit card that I'm gonna put it on and the girl's like the girl's like don't you know that will get you like in a lot of debt that's like what they want you to do and and she's like yeah I know I've seen the documentaries about it it's just like so ridiculous she's just like yeah I'm gonna go I don't care I'm just gonna put it on this credit card and she ends up going to like Paris for a weekend and has such bad, bad jet lag that she takes a sleeping pillow, basically sleeps through her entire trip to Paris. And it's I, it, they say this in one of the interviews, um, like after, I think it's one with Greta, like on the Criterion channel, but she talks about how, yeah, she sleeps through this trip in Paris and it's like, you assume she's gonna go to Paris and she's gonna find like this other life and like get saved by some man or, or something along those lines. And it's just like, no, she goes to Paris, She pretty much sleeps through the whole trip. She like gets dinner by herself. She tries to like go into this bookstore. It's closed because it's late. She basically like doesn't have a really great experience. And then she gets back to the U S and during this whole time, she's trying to contact a friend. She knows that was in Paris and have this, you know, really great experience. That's going to change her life and nothing ends up coming from it. And on her way back when she gets to the US, her friend calls her back and is like, Oh, hey, like, oh my gosh, come to dinner. Like, there's a single like writer. I think you'll really hit it off with him. I don't remember if it was a writer or an artist, but like, she's just like just talking about how this awesome dinner is. And Francis needs to come and meet these people and make these connections and how fun it's going to be. And like, you just see Francis like listening to it. And then she just like hangs up the phone and just because they're the like, tunnel. Yeah, no, like in the
1: cab in the Lincoln Tunnel, which I don't even know how you could listen to a voicemail in the Lincoln Tunnel doesn't seem possible, but, no, it's to but she respect. literally
0: goes on this trip to pay. It's just funny. It's like that girl that uh, Benji was with. is just like, you, you're going to rack up just some credit card debt by like putting out this credit card. Cause she doesn't have anybody. And she's like, later she's like that was so stupid like why did i end up doing this it didn't it didn't change my life like everyone thinks like oh this like big trip to paris is gonna like yeah me. yeah when well, it's
1: kind of like talking about new york before i think a lot of people move here with the idea that, like oh i'm gonna take my dreams and change my life but yeah. like it's a city people live here it's expensive. yeah when does
0: that like yeah. uh since sens- yeah. like sensationalized like view of New York like dot wear off like when when you That's it? yeah how long does it last um when you
2: get like peed or spit on or when you someone see, grabs your backpack from behind and you, yanks you behind human shit,
1: and so almost... human shit in the, on the subway <laughs>
2: <I have> leggings
1: <laughs> oh my no <God. laughs> don't talk about it I can't talk about that um but I have something human shit on the subway when you're in the subway station by, when you call NYPD
2: Okay, last night, and you said <laughs> you were harassed by a serial. By harasser. A serial harasser, we all a know who this predator and is. They're like, Well, you should have stayed outside and called nine one one. So that's what. So
0: <laughs> you already charm until then. That is it's, fun I'm don't call my dad. But at the
1: same time, like I, I never came here as a tourist. Like the yeah. first time I ever came to New York was when my parents dropped me off from my internship my junior year, like between junior and senior year of college. And like the street that my, Tori came to my dorm a few times that summer that I, I lived in like a, I lived in one of the FIT dorms. Um, right by Penn Station, it was on 31st and 9th, um, which is conveniently close enough to Penn Station, Madison Square Garden, where people could go panhandle there but it was close enough and and like down the street enough where they would all the homeless people would would sleep on my block. So like at night, I would literally just walk by like homeless person after homeless person sleeping on my street. And it it was, it was still pretty safe. And we had like security because I lived on a college campus. So there was like security that would like walk around and stuff. Uh, but I never really ended up with that like really idealized like New York like I went and saw the rockets and everything was like sparkly and like d- like I never did any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but just seeing like the juxtaposition of like like the big Massesburg Garden lights and then you have like all these homeless people like sleeping in the shadows of it I think like kind of snaps you out of it pretty quickly but it's also pretty mundane to live here. Like after graduating, like when people ask like, what do you do? Like I have like FaceTime people from college and they're like, okay, well, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I go here, I go to Walgreens and I sit in my apartment and I watch Netflix and yeah, that's how I spend most of my time. But again, you
0: have like Instagram or blogging or whatever else that like makes you look like you're doing fabulous things all the time. Yeah. Right? But it's also, I think there's something to be said about like the cool thing about living in a city or like New York is just like the proximity to so many different things if you want to. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah it, absolutely.
1: Just absolutely. Like anyone who lives here would never have the energy to do all those cool things all the time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's so funny that she goes to Paris like so randomly and spontaneously because everything that Francis does is really slow. And like, I wrote down in my notes, I was like, why does she have such a hard time leaving? Like, even in the morning when, um, Lev or Adam Driver's character, when she moves in, he's going out for the day and she's like, how can he leave so easily? And I like realized like, she has such a hard time, like, like getting out of like a college phase or um, like getting out of Uh, Like I'm gonna be a dancer phase. It's like it. It really takes her to like change. Or
1: even that day when she's like, oh, like like Benji asks her if she wants to like watch a movie or something during this. She's Mm -hmm. like, she's like, I have so many things to do. Like I absolutely cannot watch a movie with you. And then
0: she doesn't leave. Cuts to her like eating a bagel. Eating a bagel. Yeah, they're like, I'm I'm gonna get bagel sandwiches. (laughs) Do you want? do you want one? She's like, oh, I have to like go do laundry and I'm going to do this. I have a whole day plan. And then the next thing you know, she's got like this bagel. Yeah. Just like He's eating a bagel
2: and then she can't do anything after that. You so. absolutely can't do anything. after you she, bagel she sitting, She's sitting there and he's like, do you want to watch the movies? <laughs> and she's like, well, I had some things to do, but I guess <laughs> it's like I've already wasted the day. <laughs> yeah. She's like, calls it a waste of a day. Like she has such a hard time leaving. And then all of a sudden someone meant and I, I didn't know if it was like drunk or like maybe the fact that she saw Benji with like another girl, like, but like, she just has to be like, I'm going to Paris. And it was like such a spontaneous thing that like, maybe for that, like maybe for taking a trip, you should have paused and planned. Yeah. But for like other things, you don't have to make it such a big deal. Like you don't have to make it a big deal or go do your laundry. You can just go. She's like, has it wrong. But for a trip, like you need to take a day and plan and, and then do it and save up your money and not use a credit card for it. Like she just, she, she does that sort of, and and it, and it turns out to be really bad timing because not only does she sleep through it and she doesn't contact the friend ahead of time. Like she could have asked the friend ahead of time to get dinner before planning the trip so that she wouldn't be alone. But then she misses a call from Sophie who tells her that she's having a going away party for Japan, like while she's in Paris, so she can't go. And it's like, if she knew that Sophie was leaving, then maybe she would have planned the trip differently, but she didn't, didn't plan. she yeah. didn't plan anything. Like she had, she's, she's just wrong. Like she.
0: Yeah. It's almost like she's
2: trying to get out of like the person that she
0: typically is. It's like, Oh, I'm so like, mundane and like scared of change and then it's like even though like change happens all the time to her because she doesn't take she's not proactive in her life yeah she's not taking like all the changes that
1: happen to her until the end of the movie she does actually take control of things like they're all things that are completely
0: out of her control yeah they're all like reactive to things that she just doesn't take care of and that when she's like, okay, I've going to take control and go do something and go to Paris. It's like totally backfires on her because it's just like, not, it's like totally the opposite rather than actually controlling, or it's more of the same. Actually, it's like, kind of like, you're not actually facing the issues you need to face. You're doing something else to cover up what's going on in your life. And it's just, once again, backfires on her
2: until she. Yeah, that's realizes. a good she was getting competitive about Sophie like at that dinner. So I wonder if she and I think someone mentions like oh she's moving to Japan, and she was like, No, she's not, she would have told me. Oh, yeah, that was at that dinner. Yeah. yeah. By the end of the dinner, she's like, I'm going to Paris. And then maybe she's hoping like they're gonna tell Sophie like that competitiveness. Like,
0: yeah,
2: like, tell Sophie I'm I'm going to Paris. Um,
0: but then when she's she on the she phone with, with Sophie, me. she doesn't tell her she's in Paris, she's just like,
1: she's like, Oh, I can't oh, oh, I can't like, come. And, like, Sophie's, like, oh, well, I know you can come or something. She's, like, no, I really can't this time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, why do you think she didn't tell Sophie? Allie was so upset, but I do that shit all the time. I never She does. Thought- she does that shit to me. She does that all the time. She's, like, actually, I'm, like. Away.
1: I'm away. <laughs> and I'm, like. Uh, away where? <laughs> like, she went literally, literally, like, a month or so ago. She was, like, oh, yeah, um. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm going out of town. And she gone she left for like a whole month. So I
2: understand it, but why do you guys think francis didn't say where she was? I don't know. Why are you what I, I think
0: there was this like competitive nature, but like I, I feel like it just like softened a bit when she actually heard from Sophie because I think like she just felt this like relief to to hear from her, hearing mm-hmm. from her and like repairing their relationship because they had that we didn't even get into like their big falling out moment but they did have that and then they weren't talking and that's kind of what made her pissy about sophie at the dinner party to begin with Um, yeah yeah so i don't even know like exactly what spurred their fight but sophie or sorry francis had that dance performance that she was in and at the end of the performance, she finds out from her boss that they won't need her for the Christmas show. So that's like a big chunk of money that Frances is counting on um, to be able to live with Benji and Lev and like continue her life. Um, So that puts her in a shitty situation. But then Sophie and Patch go to take her out for drinks after her performance and she's already in a shitty mood and she gets like wasted. And on top of it, they were like, "So what was it?" Sophie and and Patches were like, "Oh, we're going to the Galapagos tomorrow, so we like oh, yeah. totally like um, stay for a drink, like." And I think she's pissed about that, like, "Oh, you're going to the Galapagos? Oh, you can't even like hang out with me for like a night, yeah. a, a night." And like, "Oh, Patches has to be here, like." <laughs> and so she gets pretty drunk and like confrontational with Sophie in the bathroom about her not really liking Patch or like what is what is this relationship? What's going on here? And my favorite part of that scene though is she like before that she goes to the bathroom, she's like, order like a giant bottle of vodka, like all like bottle service of vodka, like all the everything that comes with it. And Patch is just like there and he's like, okay. Like he's just like again, this is why we stand Patch. He did nothing wrong. (laughs) He's just like, okay. And then like they get this fight in the bathroom, Sophie and and uh, Francis and then they come back out and Sophie's like we're leaving and Francis is just like no I'm leaving and they just like sit on the the couch couch. and she's like and she grabs the bottle of vodka just runs like storms out and I I feel like the fight was just like kind of ridiculous like Francis is obviously just like emotional and like pent up and drunk about like the whole from the beginning of the moving out situation I feel like they never really had a discussion of like their feelings about it. So I feel like it just is like a lot of pent up sadness and and frustration about that dynamic changing, but yeah, she kind of like said some, some
2: harsh things. And so was harsh to Sophie in the bathroom, but Sophie didn't keep her updated. Like the, from the last that Francis heard, she, she didn't really like patch. Like she didn't even know she was exactly. Yeah. Until she heard it from other people. And she was like, Oh, she's dating someone? And they're like, yeah, Patch. And like, Francis, kind of like, again, like she gives a look that she doesn't say anything, but you like know that she's like the one she was not, not into. That into. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and just hanging out with this, like,
0: she's hanging out with her roommate who she apparently doesn't like that much, but it's her roommate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: he talks shit about
0: that girl too. It's kind of like what is so, like, is what Sophie tells grants like the actual truth like or is it sophie like kind of like just like living this like lie for like social status types of stuff and so when she hears she's doing these things she's like sophie doesn't actually like that why is why is she doing these things
2: yeah yeah i think so yeah
0: and then it's like when she confronts her about it it's like a big a
2: big dramatic mess in in the bathroom oh I, i like when she grabs the bottle
1: she did. I can confirm Tori literally said after that scene, like, I love that she took the bottle of Agua <laughs> with her. End quote. Like,
2: completely.
0: <laughs> and then she goes back and hangs out with Joel Mazel, well, which we love. We love that. Oh, we love that.
2: They're laying together. He put headphones on her to give her a song. I love how she's like, I need a song. And then he, like, plays something Provides
1: song. We don't even know what the song is. Yeah. I always think it's really, I, I didn't realize that, um, Frances Ha and and Girls actually premiered, like, kind of at the same time. Yeah, they're very I I would have guessed that Frances Ha influenced Girls. Like, I would have thought, like, Lena was, like, that I want to make a whole show. So, I think it's really interesting that, like, I mean, these people are probably, what, like, seven to ten years older than us. That they were kind of, I guess, like, feeling, like, a really similar way to produce, like, really... I think, like, kind of similar
0: genres of yeah. media. I think it's a bit still, yeah, both are very much, like, coming of age, like, post-college life, like, after, in New York, and, like, after college, just trying to figure out who you are what you're going to do. Yeah. And, like, Marnie's very much uh, the Sophie, and <laughs> Francis is more like the And Hannah. Adam
1: Driver plays the same character. And Adam Driver is Adam Driver. But a little weirder. <laughs> yes. That's what I told Tori I was like I feel like Lena Dunham was like okay you know your character from Francis Ha same dude but like
0: ten times weirder and without a shirt and without a shirt <laughs> yeah. and you got out. and you're an actor not a sculptor was he a sculptor right yeah he's a sculptor yeah, he's like, a sculptor yeah. but he did make things with wood so he's kind of a sculptor and girls as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was <would> yeah. <laughs> more of a
2: carpenter carpenter it's a carpenter you're right. you're right his boat, his boat. <laughs> oh my god. So, in the end, Frances does not – she kind of does give up on a dream, but she changes. She changes Dreams. her dream. She
0: basically accepts the things that were literally handed right in front of her that could have made her happy this whole time. It's just, like, her – self-actualizing yeah. those things yeah
1: well, she realized like what she was good at doing not that she was a bad dancer but that's not necessarily
2: where her skills like accepted. yeah she's
0: a better choreographer and like, yeah. like really liked her art and what she did
2: something else pointed out that like she literally goes from at being a dancer which is like being told what to, you're told what to do to being a director so in other words, like she took, it's like symbolic of like her taking control over her life. Like yeah. telling now she's in, in control of the yeah. choreography. Whereas before she really wanted, for instance, like Sophie to like, where are we going to live next? Like we're going to spend the sleep. Like she wanted to just be guided along yeah. and, and let people do things for her. And then she decides, okay, I could be a good choreographer. And, um, and she, now she's in control. Yeah. And at the very end, we talked about this before,
0: but she has her moment at the party where she's like talking with people about after her big recital that she for the yeah. choreographed dance that she does. Yeah. And like her and Sophie both like look at each other and like have their little moment um, in this space with a bunch of people and they're able to have their their minute together where they're, she's actually she's able to self-actualize this thing that she really wants that she talks about. And this like dream and this vision that she has for the world that she talks about at this party. And she's actually able to self-actualize it when she's at this party with Sophie. And they're able to have, have their own little world um, by looking at each other at this party, which I thought was, was sweet and nice. And, you know, it's just like, that. once again, it's like this friendship, while it changes, it's still very much at the core of who they are and it's never going to disappear, even though it might change as they, Grow as people
1: when yeah. I really love like that the ending the true true ending and she's like moving into her own oh yeah yeah and she has her own space and like a place to call home and she's not like
2: bouncing around bouncing anymore. Yeah. anymore yeah that that the look that I was like oh man like that's all she wanted like at the party that made me tear up because I was like that's all she ever wanted in a relationship and now she has it and like and I can relate, you know, like, sometimes you will see a friend, and, like, you can't be the same way anymore, but only you guys have that, me- those memories, and that's so weird about life, like, that you only have, like, you can't ever explain it, like, it's, like, you have, you had to be there moments, yeah, and you can look at someone and be, like, we were there, yeah, and yeah, then- and then things
1: like that stay with you, like, you can make, yeah, ramen noodles the same way your friend in high school taught you how to do it or like, yeah
2: and you think of them but you're like I there. remember
1: like my childhood friends like home phone number you mm-hmm. know like even if you're yeah. like, not friends with those people anymore like like those kind of like little memories like stick
2: with you yeah and then the second thing that made me emotional this time watching it was when she she finally has her own place she looks so happy like she looks around her place and then she gets to put her name tag in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And she can only fit Frances Ha. And then it's like. Cause Ha is not her last
1: name for the record.
2: But it's, but it's the name of the movie. So it's kind of like, she just became herself. Like that's the yeah. last clip is like, you just see like why it's called Francis Ha. It's like, she just became herself. Like she has a room of one's own, like Virginia Woolf. Like yeah. so now she can be creative. And that is the best feeling.
0: Yeah. I love, I love that ending where she's just like, you see, you kind of see the full name, but you don't really. And she slides it in and it just cuts off at ha huh, in the mailbox. Uh, yeah. It's
2: just like perfect. Hun. ending. Like, That's
0: me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also like goes back to her being kind of this carefree spirit of like, or like kind of, I don't, I don't and know. It's, she, almost, it's, it's like just, a
1: reverse of what like people normally in their apartment, put like their first initial and their full last name.
0: Yeah. It's just, she's like, Oh, it's like cut off, whatever. It's yeah. who I am now. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. So. I also love, I also love just the movie. I think that's something really unique about the movie is the fact that it is shot in all. Well, it's actually it's digital. I learned this yesterday. It's a digital re- film, and it was filmed in color, but it's a black and white movie. So they basically took this color, um, digitized color recording, and turned it black and white, which I thought was interesting because. Um, it's just like, you wouldn't necessarily think of this movie needing to be in black and white, but I think it really helps tell this kind of romantic story, um, especially with the background music. And it's not like overly cheesy in any way, but there's definitely like moments of like, oh yeah, this definitely feels like a romantic love story. And I think the black and white element really adds to it. And I think it also just helps really focus in on some of the characters and some of like the. The what they're doing a little bit more than especially with the dance scenes, I think it really shows them off nicely being in black and white like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's true. I think cities are hard to film too. Like, I, I watched the interview and they're like, these neon lights in Paris were atrocious because they have like a lot of festivals and like random things will put like shitty decorations up for like in black and white. It looked really amazing, but the same goes for New York. Like, it's hard yeah. to take sometimes you're like, wow, the city looks so good, and then you take a picture and it looks
1: like garbage i have so
2: many pictures that i'm like why did i take that (laughs) like
1: i think it really yeah i think you're right chelsea it kind of helps you focus in on the characters even more because you're not you're almost not distracted by like scenery the scenery around them like i'm assuming like the like especially the boys apartment is like the first thing i think of but they probably have so much shit in that apartment that would be like like i would be looking at like the weird sculpture painting in the background like you're like it kind of makes you focus in on them instead yeah. of everything else going on around them.
0: Yeah. It also just, it looks really like it's very aesthetically pleasing. Like yeah, it, it is. It looks it's for just me like really, yeah, yeah. It's like very pretty, like the soft, like it's kind of soft, like the black and white that they, yeah, on on like everyone, everything past like yeah. So you're not like like yeah, you're not as focused on like these weird things in the background or like what else is happening. It's like you're focused on what you're supposed to be focused on. Um, yeah. which I think is nice. But yeah, I I I I really liked that part of it because I think it does kind of just make it unique and, and really adds to sort of that love story element that I think that this story has.
2: They wrote this together by, like, emailing each other. I think that's so, like, how could you not, like, fall in love with someone while
1: you're doing
0: that?
2: Yeah, I also think it's really interesting that um, I was, like, deep
0: diving in their relationship yesterday. And, like, she was in Greenberg, and that's how they met. And he had, his wife at the time was pregnant with a child. And then, like, they shortly got divorced after. And then, like, him and Grada like, sort of, like, were kind of linked in like they basically he got divorced like 2010 or like the movie came out in 2010 and like then they were sort of linked together in 2011 so it is a little sus but like you know it's good for them you know they they had they had their first kid in I think 2019 together so we definitely know that they're sleeping together so (laughs)
2: well yeah yeah I was like I'm just kidding Kelsey just sent me an article I was like before you read before I even read that I was like I heard I ru- I heard a rumor that they were banging and she's like well they have a child so read it <laughs> she's like you're behind I was like yeah they have a kid so I think they
0: I think that they yeah, might I have had sex had once. at least once we know for sure well, once they- S T G G S.
2: Yeah. Segs. Segs. <laughs> yes, one time at least.
0: <laughs> at least one time. We can, we can confirm. Um, so <laughs> that's all we have though. In that, te- in that span of like 10 years, that's all we know. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, but I, I do think, yeah, they both talk so highly of each other. It's like really sweet. In like the interviews to see how they, how, how, in love they are i also think it's cool that um what was it last year they were both nominated together they both had, yeah, they both had six each oh yes yeah, six God. each
2: six nominations
0: ultimate power couple really they are they're a film power couple you could
2: say some may say but would she have been able to make her movies if she didn't start banging him i i don't know i think
0: i think she would have tried you know i think she (laughs) i I think she would have i think she would have tried yeah he has 50s i like do you like like him though he's like in his 50s and you're 37 i don't know (laughs) i think he's attractive i think think that they i he he was more attractive he's like a
2: little old now but he was more attractive yeah (laughs) yeah and she's like kind of weird but he he's attractive but like he, he talks kind of annoying
0: they're both they're both just like you know they're creative people they're they're both film people but i do like them both but i probably i understand it would be hard to live with them i feel bad for their kids (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're bound to so they're quirky they're they're quirky people they're quirky people
1: no they're gonna have the most normal children ever they are going to raise uh, a finance yeah a finance bro he's gonna wear khaki and a patagonia vest
0: Well, we're big fans of Francis Ha. Everyone should watch it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we loved
1: it. It was great. It's definitely gonna be in my my heavy rotation for sure. Now,
0: let us know what you want to hear from. um, What did we decide to call this? The Girls Girls Night Night. Girls Night episode. You want more Girls Nights?
2: (laughs) Subscribe, like, and subscribe, like and subscribe (laughs) down below.